oh my God, like what is he about to tell me right mm-hmm. now? And then he was like, okay, so we need to like discuss some options and like how we can go about this. And I was like, what do you mean? Welcome back to Social Soul Podcast. My name's Haley. And I'm Jess. And today's episode is going to be a little bit different, a little bit maybe controversial, a little bit vulnerable. Yeah, a little bit off the cusp. (laughs) Yeah, but we're doing like a showcase the shit episode because we're both kind of in this like weird phase, I guess, of being like we have some like shit going on and things that are affecting our day to day lives. So we're going to talk about it. Yeah, it's going to be, I told Haley, I was like, I feel like this is going to be like a therapy session like between us this episode because like the things that we plan to talk about are like things that I don't really want to talk about them, but you you know what I mean? Like I know that I should talk about them. I know that there's people out there that I talk to on social media that are wondering about these things that I'm going to be sharing about. So definitely needs to be done, but it's going to be not as thrilling or happy as our other episodes probably yeah we might get some like one star ratings on (laughs) apple Podcasts because of this so if you're listening and you like us just make sure you give us that five star rating (laughs) just to kind of like balance things out (laughs) (laughs) no I'm just kidding but really I feel like the main thing that we're talking about that's going to be controversial which I am so happy that you're talking about um is like getting the COVID vaccine when you have a chronic illness And I know that this is something that you've been personally struggling with. And then we recently saw a mutual connection on TikTok really upset about this as well. And you were like, I have to speak out about this because I'm seeing somebody else struggle with this. So do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, I guess I'll start by saying like the vaccine is something that me and my doctor have been in discussion about for like the last year and a half, obviously, since COVID became a thing. Um, He has never wanted me to get it from the start. He's always, every time I talk to him, he's like, you haven't got it yet, have you? Because like, I don't want this for you. I don't think this is smart, blah, blah, blah. So he's always been very vocal about that. Um, And I trust him, you know, he's been my doctor for a while now. I fully trust him. And so I haven't got it. And um, he for, you know, like I feel like maybe the past six months, once every all like the mandates started to like be talked about and Mm -hmm. stuff, um, we had been discussing doing a medical exemption for me, which we thought was the right thing to do. Right. If your doctor doesn't want it done, they can write a medical exemption Mm -hmm. for you. Um, so this has been in discussion, but I just hadn't like actually got one from him yet. And so my last appointment was like two weeks ago and we were talking and I was like, Hey, I should definitely get that medical exemption from you now so that I can give it to my employer because I do work within a mental health facility, which is technically healthcare. Mm -hmm. So I have to have that shit on file now. Um, and he got super quiet. And I was like, oh, my God, like, what is he about to tell me right now? Mm -hmm. And then he was like, "Okay, so we need to, like, discuss some options and like how we can go about this. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't I thought we've been discussing this. You know what I mean? And then he was like, well, I've, you know, been talking to a lot of people doing a lot of research on medical exemptions for this. And I know that 
yes, I could write you one, but it's not going to hold any weight against it. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. Like, you're a doctor. Why would I not hold any fucking weight you're against my that? Yeah. Who knows my health conditions? What's going on in my body? Yeah. yeah. And then he, you know, he was like, I just want you to know that like 150%, I agree that you should not be getting this based on your health history. I am not comfortable with it, but there is not much that I can do to like stop them from forcing you to get it because they are literally just throwing out medical exemptions. Um, He's also a naturopathic doctor, which I feel like makes it even more questionable because Mm -hmm. naturopathic doctors aren't really the favorite of our um, CDC. But they're the ones that acknowledge chronic Lyme is an actual condition and something that they'll treat you for. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, like, why wouldn't a medical exemption from you hold weight? Like, tell me more. Um, he, he said, based off of, you know, everything he's seeing, based off of his research, the only medical exemptions that are holding weight right now are ones where people have gotten a vaccine in the past and they've ended up in the ER from like an anaphylactic reaction. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. seriously? That's like so fucked up to me. I mean, I'm glad those people are getting them, to be honest. Like, good for them. I'm glad something's fucking holding weight. But um, so, yeah, he shared this with me. We discussed some other options, which I'm not going to talk about because that's not the point of this um, and my personal (laughs) private information. But I immediately started crying and I feel like my appointment turned into like a therapy session with him because I was just so stressed. But it sucks because I feel even worse for him than I do for myself. Here is this doctor, you know, who's tried so hard to help people. And now he's not even being able to help people in the way that he wants to help people. Yeah. Like, I just can't even imagine, you know, he's got his own shit he's dealing with now with all of these new mandates and stuff. Um, being somebody that's not that he doesn't like vaccines at all. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I obviously went through that cried a lot I feel like ever since well ever since the fucking pandemic started I've had anxiety 24 7 but that only only made it worse knowing that like I kind of thought I was covered I kind of thought I was Mm -hmm. gonna have protection and now I fucking don't Mm -hmm. so I'm like what am I supposed to do and I thought about sharing about it that night after it happened but I just I was scared. It's hard to post about something like that on social media because there's a lot of people that will disagree. Well, because it's (laughs) so controversial right now. And I feel like a lot of the stuff on the Internet is like either you get the vaccine or you're anti-vax. But there's no like gray area for these people who have health conditions like you that limit you from being able to get this. So it's just it's frustrating that even when you do like try to have a conversation with a little bit of nuance, people like immediately discredit you. Cause you, I mean, you have said something on Twitter about this before and got, and got attacked. Yeah. 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 So it's just, it's interesting that you kind of have felt silence to share your experience because of the narrative around it right now too. Yeah. And I think it's kind of, it's extra hard to navigate because I don't, owe anybody an explanation you know like I know that I don't I don't have to explain myself I don't have to explain my situation and I I don't know it just feels so complicated because like I said I wasn't going to share about it but then somebody else who I know within the Lyme community she very vulnerably shared about it 
on TikTok and I watched her video and, you know, I'm like, this is exactly what I just went through two weeks ago when this happened to me. She had just gotten out of her doctor's appointment and she was crying and she was trying to explain, you know, the stress of the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Her doctor had told her the same thing that yeah. that medical exemption wouldn't be worth it. And once I saw that, I was like, I can't stay silent anymore. You know, like mm-hmm. I need to not only like stand up for myself, but I need to stand up for the community. I, you know, I put a lot of time into being an advocate for the Lyme disease community and chronic illness community. And right when I saw that, I was like, she doesn't, she doesn't look weaker to me because she was vulnerable about vulnerable about it. You know what I mean? Like, no. and that's what I'm afraid of when I share about certain things is mm-hmm. people are going to see me as weak or like see me as less than. And then like, I saw her, I was like, you're fucking badass for posting this and being so vulnerable. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I got to fucking say something because like people like her out here are scared and feeling alone and you're not alone. There's yeah. fucking a lot of us right now that are dealing with that yeah. shit. Well, and it's those shared experiences that really kind of create the community, too. So mm-hmm. I'm proud of you for speaking up. And I think one of the biggest things that stood out from this video that we saw was she was talking about how now she's going to lose her job because yeah. she can't get the vaccine. And she already has like medical bills and supplements and all of this stuff that she has to pay for. So knowing how much people who are chronically ill already struggle financially to now be able to not work your job, not have an income. She even worked remote too. So mm-hmm. it's like that it's just the impact of that on your health. Just I don't know. I just I think it's so fucked up. And I immediately yeah. felt bad for her because I was like I know that this is what Jessica's going through right now too. Yeah, and I saw your comment on her post too and I was like, "Oh, that's my best friend. Thank you for standing up for us. I appreciate you. Yeah. Well, I've been having a hard time like seeing things online where it is like so black and white. Like I've seen people say like the like conversation around vaccine really boils down to I can't convince you to care about other people. Yeah. And it's that but that's not what it is for you, but you're kind of being like I don't know, it's like they're putting this identity on you when it's not it's not true yeah and I can't feel like I can't help but feel personally attacked by every time all the only things I see from the non-chronic illness community on Instagram or social media is you get it or you don't get it like this like black and white choice Mm -hmm. and I'm like that's not everybody's situation Mm -hmm. like and I'm sure there's a millions of other people that are in a completely different situation than chronic illness that are trying to figure this out and it's not it's still a gray area for them you know and it just it's so overwhelming when I see the posts from like my families and my friends and they're just all like get the vaccine or you don't give a shit about our society and it's just like why is nobody talking about those in-between people? Why is nobody talking about the people that aren't healthy enough to just be like, I think I'm going to go get it today. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's just making us feel so guilty and making us be so silenced and just it's it's overwhelming. Yeah. Somebody actually commented on your post and this like really stood out to me. Um, the comment said, um, people went from do it to protect the immunocompromised immunocompromised to segregate them pretty fucking fast yeah 100 percent. yeah 
I just, I think that that's so interesting. And then there's also people on there. It's like, like somebody commented and was like, I did it. Like, get it. Yeah. And it's like, it's (laughs) okay. You're not my freaking doctor. Yeah. And it's not that simple for everybody to just make that choice. And I will say like a lot of people right now have been very skeptical of getting vaccines. Like even me, like before be like, I'm not even chronically ill. Mm -hmm. So I can only imagine having mast cell activation syndrome and Lyme disease and being like, what the Mm. hell is this vaccine going to do to me in the long term or the short term? So. Yeah. And it's like, I know that there's, you know, probably a 50, 50 chance of me not having anything bad happen from it, but it's just, it's just not that simple for me to just make that decision. And I think people just need to realize that the decision isn't as simple as they are like making it out to be. Mm -hmm. And they need to just have more empathy and more respect for other people's situations. Totally. And I will say like when I went to go get the vaccine, I was like, I'm doing this for people like Jessica who literally can't do it, you know? Oh, so I love you. (laughs) You're so sweet. You're like the best friend ever. (laughs) Well, it's just, just I like, know how much it affects you, like, on a day-to-day basis. So, yeah, it's probably because we live together. <laughs> well, no, it's just because you've been my best friend since second grade. If we didn't live together, you would be, like, still just as mindful, I feel like. So, yeah. Yeah, but that's pretty damn tough. Yeah, not easy. Um, I guess just the takeaway here is I obviously don't expect everybody to be able to be vulnerable and say something about it on social media. I think it's a really hard thing to fucking do to like stand up and say your side of things, especially something this controversial that literally involves the entire world. Um, So like I'm not here being like everybody should fucking say something. If that's not something that your mental health is allowing you to do 100%, I am totally okay with you, you know, just writing this in any way you need to right now um I just I'm I'm happy that I said something there wasn't yet that much negative backlash um from it luckily I I was actually pleasantly surprised by how much of the community actually like had my back on it and Mm -hmm. said something well and I think that that just goes to show though that people are silently supporting yeah yeah because I because I can say I've I think I've, I don't even think I had heard of anybody else in the Lyme community that had said that to me. It was happening to them. Mm -hmm. And I'm on Lyme support group meetups every week. Mm -hmm. Nobody has said that this has been happening to them. And you got so many comments from people that were like, I'm going through the same thing right now. So many. So it's like all of us have, you know, are are newly dealing with this and most of us haven't talked about it yet. So Mm -hmm. I'm just glad that I could give the space for people to be able to like say something. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of myself. Yeah, but. I was really <laughs> proud of you too. You're like, I'm going to say something and you fucking did it. Like right then, as soon as you saw that video, you were like, I have to fucking do something about yeah. this. And so. I feel like that's the best time to do it. Honestly, is just, just fucking do it. When you get that urge to be like, I need to say something. I need to stand up. Just do it for me. Yeah. That's what's easiest if I sit and think about something for too long then I always like back down <laughs> yeah well and it's not like you're sitting here saying if you have chronic Lyme disease don't get the vaccine you're saying listen to your freaking doctor and and, and your gut yeah. like do what's right for you 
that I know people in the Lyme community that have got it and they've mm -hmm. been just fine and they've shared their experiences about it and I'm happy for them. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that is fucking awesome. I'm glad yeah. that, you know, you made a decision you were comfortable with. You went with it and you didn't have any backlash from it. Some people made that decision and actually still had like bad repercussions from it, but they're still just making the decision that's best for them. And mm -hmm. that's what I respect. I'm going to respect that with everybody. And I'm just hoping that I get that respect back. Yeah. Which <laughs> kind of seems to be non-existent these days. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But enough about that. That's probably our most controversial thing that we're going to talk about today. Probably. Right. Get, yeah. So okay. if you're still here and you don't hate us yet, like, <laughs> welcome the rest the of the episode will be a little bit lighter we promise <laughs> okay yeah. but let's switch to you now yeah so you've had a rough few weeks yeah if you follow us on instagram the podcast page you probably know my dog waffles who is literally like four months old had to get emergency surgery last week because she swallowed a fucking rock and honestly it's just been really freaking hard um I wasn't like prepared for it whatsoever. And I will say we're on day six of like recovery and I'm feeling so much better and like so much more settled, but oh my God, I was like a fucking wreck. <laughs> it all started though, cause she was, so she was puking and Dustin had gone out of town. He was playing a golf tournament in Spokane. And so I was by myself with the dog this morning and she had puked like eight times in the morning was very hesitant to eat and then when she did eat she like puked up all of her food and so I'm like okay I have to take her to the fucking ER vet and they all have like six to seven hour wait times but after like she had literally puked Jessica walked in the <laughs> front door like on her lunch break and I was like in tears on the phone there's like vomit on the floor I'm like mid cleaning up and I was like sorry, I'm kind of having like a meltdown. <laughs> and it was just awesome because you were like, okay, what's going on? Like, and you just like totally helped. You were like, I'm going to call my boss, get the rest of the afternoon off. Like you're not doing this alone. And so I appreciated that. Of course. It's so hard, like taking care of a sick dog, especially by yourself. Like I've obviously been through it multiple times and like, I don't know what it is about dogs and their timing with medical emergencies, but like how often does Dustin go out of town? No, he's been home every <laughs> single day besides this day. And literally that's the day that shit just like yeah. hits the fan and dogs are so fucking good at that. And so immediately I felt that pain for you and yeah. I was just like, all right, I can not, I will never like let you deal with that shit by yourself. <laughs> Well, it was hard too because like, so she's been, she had been throwing up bile in the mornings for about a month, which you know, but that morning it was just like so excessive. And we thought that this was something that was like, like she wasn't getting enough food or whatever. So or we like had been a GI trying. issue that's yeah. like not like an urgent GI issue. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because when you look online and like do some research, it's like, oh, this is actually kind of like a common thing in dogs. Um, but then when she threw up like so many times in the morning, I was like, okay, something's off. So I drove her to the freaking ER vet in the morning and they're like, it's going to be six to seven hours. And I was like, well, I mean, she seems okay. Like she's acting fine. She hasn't thrown up again. So I came home and then that's when she ate and threw up again. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, 
and then honestly I wasn't even expecting for her to have eaten the rock like yeah that was kind of off of my radar but when I think about it like I literally said this like I don't know like five days prior I was like I'm worried she ate a rock Mm -hmm. because I specifically remember picking her up in the yard and being like where did the rock that she was like just holding on to go yeah and I swear she did this like big gulp so then I feel like guilty as fuck when I see the rock on the x-ray I'm like cool I knew this happened (laughs) you know um but then it was really tough because then she has to go into emergency surgery and I'm like I have to leave my freaking puppy at the ER vet overnight which I already feel guilty about Mm -hmm. and then the next day I pick her up and she has this like it's like a seven inch incision on her stomach and I'm like oh my god and she has like a cone on her head and she's like (laughs) she has a shaved arm and like a shaved underbelly and she's all like drugged up and I'm like oh my god I feel so bad and it like giving her medication too yeah that is so fucking hard the first (laughs) the first time we had to like give her pills me and Dustin had no clue what we were doing you were upstairs I think for it no clue what we were doing and we're like arguing the whole time because she won't keep these pills down and we're like this is gonna be such a nightmare um it's gotten like way easier but good Jesus it's like so overwhelming and then like seeing the cut on her stomach I don't know it was just like way more than I was anticipating Mm -hmm. but yeah we're like six days into it she's doing a little bit better she's a little bit more spontaneous not spontaneous like rambunctious yeah yeah kind of like excited yeah which of course I'm like cool now I have to sedate you so you don't like (laughs) rip your stitches like here take some drugs which I feel so bad about too because it's like her poor personality is like going down the drain and she's just laying there with like glossy eyes just remember it's temporary you know it's not a forever thing yeah they don't prepare you for this when you get a dog no everyone's like get a dog it'll be fun and then she fucking eats a rock I mean you were kind of prepared I had a dog that did it like four times yeah honestly (laughs) though it was a possibility yeah that's true. Well, and so we did get pet insurance, like, thank yes, God. because thank this, fucking God. This vet bill, like, I was, okay, so we bring the dog into the ER, and they're like, okay, here's an estimate for, like, what we're going to start with, and it's, like, a thousand bucks. They're going to do, like, an x-ray, an ultrasound, all this stuff, and then they do the x-ray, and then the doctor comes in and is like, well, no wonder she's puking. She, there's a rock in there, and I'm like, cool, and then they're like, okay, let's get another estimate. And they come back out with this fucking estimate that's like $3,500 to like $6,500 for her surgery. And I'm like, okay. Like, most people don't have that kind of money in their savings Mm-mm. account. Most people don't have like credit available. I just think about like, what yeah. the hell would you do if you didn't have the resources? So. Yeah, then I was very grateful for pet insurance. Yeah, um, I think you guys are super smart by doing pet insurance. That is one thing I never did. Um, The nine years I had my dog, never had pet insurance, and it was a terrible fucking decision on my part. Yeah. Because there was one time that something went wrong, and I was in the vet, and it was during my own health battle, and I had just quit my fucking job, so I literally had zero money. And they were like, "Um, we're going to need $3,500 from you before you're able to leave. And I was like, I literally started crying. I'm like, I can't pay this. I don't know what you expect me to do. And they literally had no sympathy, which they don't really have to. They're a fucking business, I guess. But, you know, they're there to make money. 
And she was just like, well, we'll just give you some time to make some phone calls and figure it out. They <laughs> just left me in the room by myself. Yeah. Thank God my parents are like, you know, as helpful as they are because they just put it on their credit card. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, holy shit. Yeah. Well, because they made me pay before they would do her surgery. Yeah. Even so mm-hmm. could you like I couldn't imagine having to be like, well, I can't pay for it. Yeah. I guess I, I hope you're okay. I'm pretty sure that there's literally people that like have to hand over their pets because of situations like this. Then like the they can't they pay for it. Well, I think that they have funds like foundations and shit that will like pay for that stuff if you're not able to. But like you, I'm pretty sure you lose your fucking dog. That is so sad. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're like, all right, you want to just give your dog to us? Okay. Bye. <laughs> we'll take care of it. That is so depressing. I know. It's super depressing. Let's just talk about two because I feel like this needs to be spoken about, even though it's, you know, not super lighthearted. But I'm just pissed at vet offices in general during this pandemic. I understand maybe it's being understaffed, but your guys' COVID procedures for fucking ER visits for your fucking animals is bullshit. If anybody's listening right now and wants to argue with me about this because you're a veterinarian and you can explain Maybe I'm totally down because I would love to get your guys' side of view of this because I've like I went through an ER visit. Haley's gone through an ER visit now, yeah. both during the pandemic with dogs. And it is fucking bullshit. Yeah. I will say <laughs> I was very grateful that we went to the ER vet that we did, which you were like, I've heard great things about this one. If the wait's about the same time, let's just go here. And you drove us there. Yeah. I'm so thankful you did that because They actually let us go in, whereas the other clinic that I had taken her to wouldn't have let me go in with her. Um, And I mean, your situation, you were like, it was like the middle of the night when you drove Coda there and they wouldn't even let you go in. Two in in the morning. She wouldn't even come out to look at my dog and my dog was dying in the back of my car. And she was having me explain the symptoms over the phone. And like, that is just bullshit to me. If it's a medical emergency... Put your fucking mask on and come out and look at my goddamn dog. Mm -hmm. We were outside, too. So it's like you could have been six feet away from me Mm -hmm. and still assessing the animal. Like, I don't know. It just it's something that really was traumatizing for me. And I'm glad that Waffles wasn't any more like immediate like I'm glad that she was able to wait through those hours. hours. But what if she hadn't been able to? Mm -hmm. What would we have done? Yeah. Like, I just don't understand yeah. the procedure for the ER stuff right now. And it, it really, it really hurts my heart. Yeah. It makes me honestly, like knowing how emotional I was during all of that, I feel bad that I didn't go with you in the middle of the night to that appointment with not even appointment. I feel stupid Coda. that I didn't just like ask you to. Yeah. I, I mean, it's spur of the moment. I just. It was two in the morning. Well, Nobody was like, thinking straight. Like, <laughs> well, and I told you, I was like, no, you don't have to come. You don't have to come. Like, it's fine. If you just rather stay, like it's going to be a while. But you were like, no, I'm going with you. Yeah. Like you would not take no for an answer, which I probably should have done. Well, but also like I had never been through that situation with my dog when it happened. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Now I've been through that situation. So it's like, I feel like I had my moment to where I'm like, I'm not going to make anybody else go through this alone. Yeah. I feel like now after you having gone through it, you would have much more been like, All right, I'm, I'm just going. fucking going with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just takes having gone through it. Mm-hmm. I feel like to know 
what somebody else needs in a moment of like that trauma kind of totally yeah because you don't really think about it until it happens yeah but okay that was shit (laughs) yeah that was real heavy okay moving on (laughs) now we're just going to talk about what relationships Yeah, because those aren't heavy at all, you know, (laughs) just the lighter stuff. Okay, before we do that, I do want to shout out one of our sponsors for the podcast. Um, So we have been partnered with Switch Research, which they're obviously amazing. So we just wanted to talk about them real quick. Um, Switch Research delivers um, expert guidance for people that are on a mental health journey. And obviously our episode is kind of, you know, about stress and anxiety and mm-hmm. so I feel like they're the perfect person to talk about okay so feeling imperfect insecure or inadequate how do you show kindness self-acceptance gratitude and compassion towards yourself every day mental health is a journey and switch research delivers the expert guidance you need along the way their mission is to provide you with effective easily accessible mental health resources to help you become a happier more resilient you Switch Research partners with psychologists, clinical therapists, researchers, psychiatrists, and more who have years of academic or clinical experience under their belt to provide evidence-based journals and digital work courses. Um, I got their journal a few months back, and um, I think it's like a 90-day journal or something. I don't do it consistently because I'm terrible at that, but I have been doing it, and I honestly, I love it because... I'm the kind of person that I need like a structure or else I just stare at a blank piece of paper and I don't know what the fuck to write. Mm-hmm. It's very overwhelming and I feel like it makes me feel more anxious. Yeah. Um, so I just love that they have like a prompt for every day and you just, you know, you just answer the prompts and kind of go along with it. But so I think I honestly think it's a good tool for everybody to use if you're looking for a guided journal. But you can uh, transform negative thoughts into self-love and you can use our code socialsoul 20 at switchresearch.org and you'll get 20% off of your purchase. Yeah, I feel like this would be super great for somebody who's maybe transitioning to an alcohol-free lifestyle too because one of the things I wish I would have done sooner when I quit drinking was actually reflecting and journaling. Like I totally wish I had something like that to look back on with my early days in sobriety. So yeah, check out this journal, you guys. All right, back to the episode. Okay, so let's talk (laughs) some more vulnerable shit. I know you wanted to share about this because you were like, people keep asking me questions (sighs) about my relationship. I know. Okay, so fuck it. Okay, I'll just do this. Um, So obviously we talked about that like me and my boyfriend split, right? We already talked about that on the podcast, Um, didn't we? Yeah, except I remember you were split up and then you guys like were kind of like together so I don't know, like the last time okay. you shared about yeah. it. I don't know either. Um, so I guess where, where should I start? I mean, I guess people know you're single. But, yeah. And they're, you're on online dating. Like people have seen this on your yeah. social media. If you're, if you're listening to this, you probably follow me on Instagram, which if you don't go follow me, it's at healing just with an underscore at the end. Um, but if you're following me, then you've seen me post about it a little bit, but I haven't really shared an update. So I guess this is my official dating update. Um, I think the question most people are wondering is, did I end up going on the date that I was talking about on my Instagram? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a few weeks ago, I posted about 
that I was getting ready to go on a date because um, I had gone back on the dating apps and was trying that out, mainly just trying to distract myself because mm-hmm. um, I think I had been officially single for like two weeks at that point. Um, and so I set up this date. It didn't end up happening. I'm sorry to break it to you guys. <laughs> Schedule wise, it did not work out. He gets off work too late and I obviously go to bed by like 9 p.m. So I called it off and we tried a few more times after that to make it work. Schedule wise still didn't work out. So I have not gone on a date with this guy. Don't know if I ever will. I don't really, I haven't really talked to him to be honest. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about like, do you want to like share the shit that was going on with this date and like the behind That's the what scenes I was getting shit? To. That's what I was getting to. Oh my God. <laughs> Cause this is like juicy. <laughs> Okay, so um, what happened was, and the reason I think I didn't really like pursue this date actually happening really hard after it didn't happen that one day, um, is because I was kind of dealing with a little bit of drama. I made the mistake of forgetting that my ex-boyfriend had a gaming Instagram account. And when we had broken up, I had told him that I was blocking him on everything not because I like had hatred towards him but just like I needed that like clean break kind of feeling mm-hmm. um I didn't want to be obsessed seeing if he was watching my stories you know like I didn't want him watching my stories kind of thing but I fucking forgot and I literally helped him create this Instagram page so it was just a fucking brain fart m- moment for me mm-hmm. and just didn't even block that page And as I was getting ready to go on this date that I was sharing about on my Instagram stories, I looked at who was watching my stories and I saw the account and I immediately panicked. Haley saw me. I started crying and I felt fucking horrible. Yeah. Like I felt so guilty because I wouldn't have shared about that if I had known that there was a chance that he would have seen it Mm -hmm. because I wasn't trying to hurt him. Yeah. That wasn't the intention. Well, you're like, Steven's never going to fucking see this. And then he's like watching your stories on like a different yeah. Instagram account. God. He's like, oh, she blocked me, but I can still see her this way. Yeah. So I saw that and I was like, oh, my God, I feel like such a bitch. Yeah. Um, I told Haley what happened, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, kind of had to calm down from realizing that he had seen it. Um, and then didn't end up going on the date. <laughs> He didn't know that, but I didn't end up going yeah. on a date. And um, then the next day, he he did find a way to reach out. And that was to you yeah. on Instagram because yeah. he wasn't blocked on your, like, yeah. for you. I, like, w- open my inbox and I'm like, oh, my God, Jessica. <laughs> I have unread messages from Steven. <laughs> um, so then Haley, like, let me read that message. And he, obviously he was upset about what he had seen. And, like, I'm not going to talk badly about him because I don't have any hatred towards him. So, um, like I, obviously it's an emotional reaction. I would have had the same reaction if the, it would have been the other way around and it would have been horrific. And, and you obviously felt bad about it for a reason. Cause yeah. you were like, I'm not trying to hurt him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, he ultimately decided that he didn't want to be broken up and that he wanted to be back together and, He was being very persistent in vocalizing this after that first Mm -hmm. message that he sent to you. 
Um, I reached out to him and told him that I had received the message from you and that I just needed time to like just figure things out because I had just spent two weeks thinking that we were done yeah like fully done and like had tried to move on you know what I mean and now he here he is being like no like come back yeah and so I'm like I can't just like jump back into this I need to figure out like what's best for me now at this point um so I don't know how many days after that before I ended up reaching out to him again I don't know if you remember um probably not very long I mean it was when he got back from I think it was like a week actually I feel like it's like week i don't know anyways um he ended up coming up here and talking to me yep in person um just basically to tell me the things that he had been saying over messaging but like face to face um which from that point i actually actually had that date rescheduled for that night with that other guy which i had told him when he came up here and i was like hey like that date that you had saw that I was supposed to go on is actually rescheduled to tonight. Like I am going to go. I hope you can respect that. Like, I Mm -hmm. just feel like I need to test this out and see like where I'm at by going on this date. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I didn't even end up going on that fucking date. The universe is like, no, the universe did not want me to go on that fucking date with that guy. I swear to God, it was the weirdest thing. Um, So anyways, um, Basically, I don't really remember what fucking happened between that because I feel like so many other things in life have been happening too. But yeah. I'll just give you, I guess, an update of where I am now. Yeah. Um, I actually have an update that I haven't told Haley yet okay. either because I was going to tell you, but then you brought the idea up for this episode. And then I was like, I'm just going to tell her mm-hmm. the same time I tell our listeners because I was like, that's more fun. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm nervous. I told you guys it would be juicy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, um, shit, where was I? So, okay. So I guess before I get to the, uh, today's update, I had told Steven, like, I want to be your friend. Like I will unblock you. Like we can be cordial. We can talk to each other. Obviously I still care about him. Obviously I still love him. I can't just shut that fucking off. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, but I did like, we did set boundaries. I was like, you know, like we like, I'll reach out to you. Like we can talk, but like, this is not like an everyday talking all day thing. Like we were like, Mm -hmm. we need space. We both need space. So that's kind of what had been going on for like a few weeks. Um, and then I, (laughs) I went out in Seattle with a friend. I have a friend that lives in downtown Seattle. Well, close to downtown Seattle. And I was like, okay, this is my chance to, like, go out and, like, test the single world. You know what I mean? Uh Because, like, I haven't really done it. Didn't even go on that fucking date. Mm -hmm. So went out with my friend recently to Seattle. And we went out to this bar. It was so much fun. Oh, my God. I had such a good time. But I literally could not talk to one man. Like, if you know me, Haley, like, I am a flirt. Yeah. I am a flirt. Especially, I mean, because you've been doing the whole online dating conversation thing, too. And, like, my friend that I was with was like, what is wrong with you? Like, she would be like, oh, like, we were scoping out guys, you know? And she's like, oh, that guy's cute. I'm like, yeah, he is cute. He's totally my type. And she's like, well, go say hi. And I'm like, I can't. And she's just like, why? And I'm like, I have zero idea. Why there is like such a mental block because I've never experienced that before. Usually 
when I've been single and I've gone out, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to like take anybody home and sleep with them, but like, I'm usually really easily able to flirt with men. Like that is just my personality Mm -hmm. and I could not do it. I don't think I could have done it. Somebody paid me a fucking million dollars. Like I was so awkward. That's so funny. And feeling horrible. Um, And then found out that Haley's twin sister, Tiana, was actually out in the area too while I was down there. So I had told her, I was like, hey, you should come meet up with us, blah, blah, blah. Um, And then my friend that I was with actually called Tiana and was like, dude, you seriously need to get here like soon as possible we because like we need a wing woman for Jessica because this is like fucking brutal. <laughs> I was like so embarrassed. Fucking Caitlin would do that. <laughs> yeah. So She's like, I'm trying. I need extra assistance here. Like, she, she went out with the intention of like watching you flirt with guys. Literally. <laughs> no, literally like her and her fiance, like we're both there and, they're both like desperately trying to get me to talk to men and it's just not fucking happening. That's I'm so like, funny. I just, I, yeah, it was so awkward. But then Tiana gets there and she's like, okay, let Jessica like get you out there. Let's do this. So we're like, you know, trying out, stand in different spots in the bar, like <laughs> trying to scope out the men. <laughs> and then literally this is what happened. This is so funny. So Caitlin finally comes up to me and she's like, Hey, that one cute guy that you saw earlier, he's still fucking here. Like, why don't you just go say something to him? And I'm like, Caitlin, I just fucking can't. And so she's like, fine, I fucking will. So she goes over to him and he's like, has some fucking blonde girl on his arm. And I'm like, Caitlin, we don't even know if this guy's single. Like there's a fucking woman hanging around him. Caitlin goes up to him and is like, introduces herself and is like, are you single? Like, not for me, but like, I'm just curious if you're single. And he's like, yeah. And I see them both turn to look at me and I hid. (laughs) And Tiana starts laughing and Tiana's like, they're literally looking for you right now and you're not here. And I'm like back behind this fucking wall. And I'm like, don't let him see me, Tiana. Don't let him see me. This is very unlike (laughs) you. (laughs) I'm so bad. Oh my god! So bad. Like I was, I don't. I was like the most shy fucking puppy. I don't. It was so weird. But um, so that was funny. And then Caitlin comes back and she's like, "Well, I tried to show you to him, but you fucking hid." And I'm like, "Yeah, sorry about that." She's like probably the perfect person to like play this off, though. Like I could just see this conversation and her like dying laughing, like. That's so funny. So then um, she comes back, right? And then he's, like, still doing his thing. And then I was finally like, okay, fuck it. Like, we're all, the bar closes in, like, 30 minutes. Like, we we literally closed down the bar. Aren't you impressed with me? I haven't been out in so long. Yeah. And, like, the bar closes in 30 minutes. I should just fucking say something, even if it goes horribly wrong. So I decide to go say something. And as I turn to go say something... He gets up off of his chair and he leaves. Oh, my God. And I was like, all right, it's not meant to be. Universe. What? Not meant to be. And I was like, sorry, guys. Like, I just wanted to go say something. And he like fucking bounced. Like, he was like, time to go. So missed my opportunity. I wasn't sad about it. I was very relieved. But (laughs) it was so embarrassing. Oh, my God. And so funny. But then Caitlin. Okay, so this is the even juicier part that I wanted to tell you. So then Caitlin comes over to me. And she's like, you know, she's kind of like a therapist at times. Like Mm -hmm. she loves to like talk you through your emotions. So she's like, okay, Jessica, 
what's going on. Like, why are you not able to talk to anybody? Because she knows it's not like me either. And I'm just like, I really don't know. Like, clearly there's still feelings there. And like, that's the only thing I can think of. Clearly there's still feelings there and I'm not ready to like go out into the world Mm -hmm. and like try to move on. Like there is like a mental block that's like, nope, we are not ready to move on. So, so then, did you text Steven? So then, get this. So then I tell her this. I'm like, and then so she looks at me and she's like, well, clearly you can't move on because you still have feelings for him. And I was like, yeah, that's probably it. And she was like, so then why don't you call him? Is and this I why was, you didn't come home on Sunday night? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Jessica went to Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> Should I text her? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So tell me how this played out. Okay, so I was like, "Are you like?" I was like, "Are you sure?" Like, I don't, I don't know if that's a good idea. And Caitlin was like, "Who fucking cares?" Like, if you want to call him, call him. He's like, gonna fucking love this, right? And, and so I was just like, "Okay." So I like went over to like the corner of the very loud fucking bar, <laughs> and I called him. Pretty sure he was like, why the fuck am I getting called at 1.30 in the morning by my, my ex-girlfriend? Ex. <laughs> like, something seriously wrong. He happened to have just gotten up to use the bathroom because he never answers his phone if he's asleep. Universe? The I- universe, I fucking tell you. He had just gotten up to go use the bathroom when I called. So he saw the call, so he answered. He immediately thought that like something was wrong. I was in a bad situation and like that's why I was calling. And so he was very nervous at first. But then I was just like explaining like the situation and what had just happened and that like I felt like I wanted to see him. And um, he was like, wait, like right now. And I was like, well, I mean, it is like one thirty in the morning. So like I understand if you like don't want to see me at one thirty in the morning. And yeah. then he was like, send me the address. I'll be right there. Uh, Literally, that was his response. And it was like so cute. It was like so cute. And I immediately was like happy that like he was so like just I'll be I'll be right there. And so 20 minutes later, he picked me up and and then banged. (laughs) (laughs) Haley's like, let's get to the real question. (laughs) Everyone's dying to know. (laughs) A.K.A. me. Yes, we uh, definitely hooked up. Um, But I don't know. Like, I just felt, like, so comforted in that moment and, like, felt really safe once I was, like, with him. Mm -hmm. Like, a completely different feeling than I had felt when I was, like, out the bar trying to, like, flirt with other people. And, like, I don't have an explanation. I don't have an answer as to what the fuck I'm doing in my life right now. All I know is that I did what I felt was best for me in the Mm -hmm. moment. And it was great. And he was great, and he is an amazing human. Yeah. Um. So I don't know what that means for us, yeah. but I spent all day Sunday with him and spent the night Monday or Sunday night, too, at his place and then came home Monday morning. Um. So Sunday, like, we had all day together and, like, went out to lunch. I and- was like, <laughs> you guys, <laughs> when Jessica didn't come home on Sunday <laughs> – she wasn't posting on her stories. I'm like, she has her fucking generation line meet up at five. <laughs> Bish doesn't just miss this. Like, she's with Steven. And I'm like trying to look at your Instagram stories and see what's up. And there's fucking nothing. <laughs> I'm like, 
Okay. That's how you know I'm with him because I'm not posting anything because uh, I'm like trying to keep it secretive. Yeah. But, you know, you know, I think it's interesting though because a big part of me did feel like guilty for like running back to him, right? Just because I feel like, well, I don't know. You just, you feel guilty when you like go back and forth with somebody like in a relationship, right? But then like the other part of me is like, who gives a fuck what yeah. I'm doing in my relationship? You yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm an adult. I can make whatever decision I want to make, mm-hmm. you know, as long as obviously he's comfortable with it too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, I don't know. I was really, really happy about it. To and be I honest. think I'm glad. I'm glad. And I'm glad that I know now. I can't believe you waited a whole three fucking days to tell me this. Jesus. <laughs> I guess I didn't ask, though, either. I was like, if she wants to tell me, she'll tell me. Like, um, I was waiting for you to ask. Totally. And then I was going to. Well, honestly, part of me was kind of like, I kind of like keeping this secret. It kind of feels fun. Yeah. Like, not just from you, but just like from everyone. Yeah. Um, obviously, besides Tiana and Caitlin, because they, <laughs> they were there when he picked me up. But um. I was like, I don't like owe anybody an explanation. I don't need to like tell anybody that this happened. And mm-hmm. then I was going to tell you on Monday, but then we discussed the episode, mm-hmm. what we were going to record for the week. And then I was like, shit, it'd be way better just to tell her Live like on air, on, on air <laughs> in person. Yeah. Well, I think too, it, this is probably one of the most challenging things because of the fact that your guys' breakup was so like, we just, it's not like you want different things. But it is kind of like you want different things. And it was a very like amicable sort of split. And like you said, it's not like I hate you or it's not like one of you like fucked up Mm -hmm. or like really hurt the other. Yeah. And I mean, I know that there's like hurt feelings probably involved with this breakup, but that probably makes it way more challenging because you're like, my feelings don't just go away and neither do his, obviously. Mm And then I know you've been saying, too, like, I don't owe anybody an explanation. I think it's like, OK, just it's like you're dating again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and, you know, we did have a conversation, obviously, Sunday night about it. And, you know, we were both like happy that we were spending the time together. We both felt like it was something that we needed in that moment to like get that time together. Um, but like he also I, you know, I basically told him like, I don't want us to be back together. I don't think that that's the smart thing for us to do. Mm -hmm. Obviously we care about each other. And obviously like, I want you in my life. You want me in your life. We want to like be in communication with each other and like be a friend to each other, honestly, like a best friend to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think like with me starting like the bee venom therapy treatment and stuff too, I'm like, I just can't. I can't put my full focus into a relationship now and I feel like I need to focus on that Mm -hmm. and a lot of other things and if like you're just willing to be like my best friend you know through this then like maybe we'll be at a point sometime in the future to where we can try things again but but yeah so it's like I guess I got myself into another friends with benefits situation didn't I (laughs) (laughs) except fuck uh, <laughs> yeah kidding. i, I mean, mean it means more than that but like totally like, i'm this like this is a little different for don't sure. don't fuck your guy friends yeah. and here i am <laughs> except it's your ex-boyfriend he's not just your guy friend so. yeah that's so funny uh, but yeah i guess moral of the story is you know we aren't officially together but we are 
just taking it day by day just being in each other's lives being there for each other supporting each other also having some great sex that's every now and then (laughs) yeah you were like you know what sucks about being single is i don't know when i'm gonna have sex again (laughs) now at least you have like someone yeah we had sex a lot of times too it's funny in us how long was that i don't know a little over 24 hours a lot of sex a lot yeah i feel very fulfilled good like i can go another few weeks whoa (laughs) okay (laughs) i don't even know (laughs) fulfilled was a weird word yes it was Oh my god uh, so yeah that's my relationship update i still have the apps on my phone i check them periodically but i honestly hate it and i don't want anything to really do with it right now so i'm not actively dating just swiping just swiping for fun if i get bored but literally i haven't like had combos with like anybody in quite a bit on there so I'm just doing my own thing, focusing on me. I'm trying to get some more, like, focus more on some, like, mental health stuff, too. Um, want to really get back into, like, journaling and kind of try to get in to see a therapist and do that if I can mm-hmm. find somebody that's feasible. <laughs> um, yeah. So focus on my treatment and all that. Yeah. Well, and I scheduled an appointment with a therapist last week. Jessica helped me do this, actually. And, yeah, like... It feels fucking scary. Like, I'm kind of scared. I don't know what my first appointment will be like, but I'm, like, proud of us. Yeah. Like, look at us. I know. Yeah. I'm glad that you did it, though, because, like, like obviously, <laughs> we've talked about it for a long time, and we both know it's something that's a really good thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have just haven't ever bit the bullet to do it, which I still haven't. I'm just still just looking for somebody. But the fact that you did it was, you know, more of a kick in the ass for me to be like, fuck. Well, now she's doing it. Now I really want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's funny because it's like I've I've literally been talking about wanting to go to therapy for over a year. Like I remember going on walks um, during quarantine, like early quarantine with Dustin and being like, I think it would be helpful for me to go to therapy just to like unpack like shit from my past. And so I've been talking about it forever. And then here I am working in a plant shop next to a fucking therapy office. And I'm like, how lame is it that I like still haven't scheduled a therapy appointment? Like, what am I so afraid of? And I was like, Jessica does the fucking scheduling too. (laughs) Like, what am I doing? So I had to put it on my to-do list and that's the only way that I got it done. Good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that I could help you do it too. And I'm glad that I can inspire you to do it as well. Yeah. But um, (laughs) do we have any other updates I think that's the main updates for me yeah Um, no I mean I think really just like the dog thing has been the biggest challenge for me and especially like just having to be okay like putting a pause on like building my business like Mm. my workouts like fucking showering some days (laughs) like it's been hard to just like fully like not be productive and just like have to show up to like take care of my dog um but then I have to remind myself I write this affirmation in my journal that the universe is working through me and for me, which I feel like we kind of talked about with the whole like dating situation. So I'm like, okay, maybe this, like I needed to take a pause. You know what I mean? So yeah. 
a nice little reminder. Well, I'm proud of us. I'm glad that we have each other to like get through this shit. It's so nice. Like just being able to be like, Hey, <laughs> this is going on. I know. I know. And it's cool too. Like even just not like you just showing up for me without me even having to ask for support. That's been like really nice too. Like, especially with the whole fucking dog situation. I was like, thank God. Dustin was like, why don't you call Jessica and ask her to come home? And I was like, I know. I, I honestly, <laughs> I honestly kind of took it personal when I got home and you were having a mental breakdown and I, my phone didn't have any missed calls yeah. on it. I was like, what the fuck, bitch? Well, like, <laughs> it literally all happened within the last like 10 minutes. I it's know, like she had she puked. Said. And then I was like, I'm trying to call the ER, like trying to call Dustin. Um, but I also really struggle asking people like to it's help. hard. It's so hard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm the same way, too. And that's why, like, in that moment we were like, no, it's OK. You can go back to work. I'm like, OK. Shut up. I would tell her the same fucking thing. But in reality, no one wants to deal with this shit alone. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you just literally, I feel like as a friend, you just have to be like, shut up. We're doing this together. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're I'm not driving. Alone. Get in, bitch. We're going to the ER vet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. I hope it felt like, I hope it gave you the chance to feel a little bit, um, I don't know, validated on the struggles that you might be dealing with in your life um and as always rate and review us on apple podcasts if yeah. you liked this episode if you didn't don't go there and don't do it <laughs> and feel free to send us a dm <laughs> with anything that you're struggling with too we're happy to kind of like talk about those things within the podcast and support you how we can yep so, so have a good one guys and we'll see you next time bye bye